again, happy Father's Day uh, for all of those that are either now fathers or someday shall be. And uh, this morning I just want to share the heart of a father is the masterpiece of nature. And a father's heart has to be shaped. Uh, I mean, the, the design is there and we come into this world, but it, it has to be shaped. And I've thought about the different ways that my father's heart has been shaped. And one would be there is a God who has chosen to accommodate himself to us so that we could relate to him because he's not male or female, which we can't relate to. He created us male and female. He would be both and more, so he has to accommodate. He's more than what we can comprehend, so he has to accommodate himself. And one of the ways he did that is he accommodated himself as a father. And so we can, we can grow to know him as a father. He, he accommodated uh, to us in other ways as well as not just a father. But I do think that as I travel through the Bible and I read the Bible, I, I really see this loving father uh, that's behind the scenes. I, the reckless love is, just really expresses that well. That's who God is. And truthfully, I, I see that same God in the old and the new. I, I don't, I'm just not one of those people that really struggles with the love of God being the same, both in the old and the, and the new. Maybe I'm fortunate there not to have that, uh, get, you know, wondering about that. I still have questions, but anyway, I, this, this God who loves me shapes my heart. Then I thought about being fathered. I, my heart was shaped it. It was shaped both positively and negatively. So I have memories of my, uh, grandpa, um, my Norwegian grandpa, Clarence, who spoke two words. I mean, so quiet, kind of stoic uh, Norwegian. Always had a stubbly beard, and he always had kind of a funny smell. But I have these great memories of sitting on his lap. And I just was really loved, well, by my grandpa, without words. Now, Grandma was another story. She had all kinds of words. <laughs> and then my dad, God bless his soul, my dad just didn't love well. My dad was absent. So my heart was shaped by a dad that wasn't absent. So, so I realized, uh, you know, 10 years after saying I'm going to follow Jesus, I realized, oh, I'm sorry, Heavenly Father, I'm... I'm I'm bringing this absent earthly dad to overshadow who you are. So I, there are times I just felt like God was absent, but it wasn't because I was looking at him for who he is. But I was allowing the lens of my not so great dad in that way to overshadow that. And so until I sorted that out, when I sorted that out, then I could appreciate God shaping my heart. And even my dad, even as a bad example, shaping my heart. My, my relationship with my dad recovered. Uh, he was, I don't, he, he just, poor, poor guy, was just struggling with some other stuff. And then I, th- then I thought about other, other dads that, you know, you know, again, just the Holy Spirit was really good to me. Gave me these men. I could have this parade of men and also women. That, were, that served us like surrogate moms and dads and really modeled and shaped my heart. 
Uh, and then the last thing is that my heart, my heart in every heart of a dad, it's still being shaped. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't arrived. And so spiritual formation is I, is I take what I, I now know about God's heart and modeling of heart and, and I sit still and I meditate and I invite the Holy Spirit to transform me from the inside out. And I take time and solitude and silence for that to happen. And I believe that's this lifelong process of God shaping from the inside out. So dads, every dad here uh, is, is in that process. All those factors are pouring in there. Then I thought about, in light of being in New Orleans and some of the stuff that I heard in New Orleans, which was on transformation, I realized that in so many ways that a father's heart is a servant's heart. And I remembered that in, in Mark we read these words. You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of God has done. He came to serve, not to be served. And then to give away his life in exchange for many who are held hostage. So, so this, this father's heart, in some ways, I, I, I think it's this servant. The servant heart. So servant dads, they they don't throw their weight around. Don't have to do that. Don't have to pound their fist. Exert their authority. Because they're servants. The power of a servant father comes from the ability to serve. So dads exist to serve and servant fathers serve without the expectation of being served now this again it's just it's just simple things when when i'm when i'm fixing eggs in the morning i could just fix myself an egg and probably susan wouldn't complain But through the years, I've learned that Susan really likes being served an egg. And she would prefer, because she's reading and kind of meditating, doing her thing with Jesus on the couch while I'm cooking an egg. She'd rather me cook an egg, share that egg, and bring it to her. That's, That's serving her. Now, I know she's not my child, but if she were my child, I'd do the same thing. It, guys, our job is to serve. Figure out the ways that our family really receives the benefit of our service, and we do it. And But that service, again, we're back to, that, that doesn't just come to us naturally. I think what's natural is, hey, <laughs> serve me. So the transformation of the heart, servant leadership as a dad, or any other servant leader, it just, it just doesn't, we just don't come that way. We come with the ability to be formed, but we come pretty selfish into this world. So that it requires a transformation of the heart. It kind of comes down to what do we want? You know, do we want to become a, become a servant leader, or do we want to be the one in charge? 
And then this is this is something new that I heard. Ultimately, the decision on what we become is based upon our desire. It's not, it's not what we know. We can know everything there, all the benefits of being a servant leader. We know all that. We can choose and choose. I choose, I choose, I choose, I choose. Bless me, I choose. Uh, we can choose all, we can, we can use our will all day long and it's still not. Or we can have this feeling. I, I, I feel like it's right for me to be, I, I feel, I feel it, but it's not, it's not going to happen. Because ultimately, God created us as lovers and we do what we love. Guys, think about that. The struggles that men have are based on desire. And those desires sometimes get misplaced. It's what we love. It's why we make great idolaters. It's what it's based on. That is what it's based on. It's desire. So I, I, one of the things I, I remember when I, when I heard this, you know, you know somebody told me one time, you know, you know, one of the reasons guys don't like coming to church is because a lot of these songs you sing, they're, they're kind of feminine. And I thought, you know what, pal? You haven't fallen in love with God. Men are lovers. And worship music, you, you get a man like David dancing naked in the street, that would be a lo- that would be a lover. <laughs> you know, you're going to see me more unglorified than this because I love God. Wow. So the best advice that I I want to pass on to God, the guys from what I think is from God, is where we are in, in Mark. One of the religion scholars came up to Jesus and hearing. The lively exchange of questions and answers and seeing how sharp Jesus was with the answers. He put up this question, which is the most important of all the commandments? And Jesus said, the first in importance is, listen, Israel, the Lord your God is one. So love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And here is the second. Love others as well as you love yourself. There is no other commandment that ranks with these. Love God. We're lovers. We're lovers. Love God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with the totality of your inner life. For for everything that you are. Again, see where transformation Fits in. Everything that you are in the interior, let it love God. And that was interestingly, again, because this is one of, those, one of those things that we, we throw around. And, this made me really stop and think. Loving God, the Hebrew and the Greek word, both mean just simply affection. Affection for God. And if you look it up in the Oxford Dictionary... Uh, affection is just a gentle feeling of fondness or liking. So what it just kind of can come down to is, I like God. I like God. And do you remember, you know how we sometimes say, well, Susan, I love you, but I don't like you right now. It might be the reversal. You know, maybe I not, might not like what she is doing, but a liking 
of Susan, my wife, a liking of my daughter, Kate, a liking of my grandchildren. That's really important. And then I, then I really love this in the Urban Dictionary. I have no idea what the Urban Dictionary is, but... <laughs> Affection is a physical way of showing just how much you love someone. And guys, are we not physical? Aren't guys more physical? I mean... Is it, I mean, again, maybe that's, maybe that's over the top, but I, I kind of noticed my grandson just plowing into me more than my granddaughters. <laughs> A physical way of showing just how much you love. It's fondness that consumes us. Wanting to touch, tickle, kiss, hug, hold. I know... We can relate to that with one another, but can you put yourself in that position with God? I have a fondness for God that I that just consumes me. I just want to hang out with God and I want I want there to be touch and I want there to be tickle and I want there to be kiss and I want there to be hug. I want to be held by God. That's what I like God. Because my experience of God, he does all that. And that, that, that kindness that consumes me, well, that's that totality. That totality of everything I am inward. Affectionate towards God. So it's this complete, whole, consuming love, affection. With all your heart. That's with all your wishes and desires. How do I bring all of my wishes and desires to express affection to God? With all your soul, with your feelings, with your emotions. I mean, do you ever just get caught off guard and just saying, God, I love you. And all of a sudden it's just you're choked up and you're feeling the warmth of that affection. Yeah, it's welling up. The totality of all I am within. All my soul, all your mind, all your intelligence, all your understanding. Man, every time I spend time engaging my brain in the Bible in hopes of relationship... It's always worth it. It always blows my circuits. So our mind is engaged in loving God. With all our strength, all our power, all of our might. That's, that's, that's fathers. If, if we, if, we if, if, if as dads, we can love God with this complete, whole and consuming love then that just kind of flows right into, that's why Jesus said there's first and there's second and they're inseparable. So you love others as well as you love yourself. And the others who are closest are in the, in the Father's Day is wife and children. How am I loving my wife and children in the ways that I want to be loved? Now, I don't think it would take any of the men that long to make a list. These are the ten ways I wish I was loved. 
Make that list, then turn it around and start loving people that way. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, because we don't all receive love in the same way. But if we start, okay, I want to be treated this way, then treat that person that way. That's where it starts. We start loving our family in what comes in this love from God. I, I think that's what the fathers of the world can do. And I think that, that fathering is like a hugely important activity. I feel like our, the times that we're living in are part of our struggle is we've just ha- we just haven't had enough good dads. And sadly, there's, there's some of us that have been brought up in the church, and we could, if we were honest, we'd say, well, you know, I don't like God as God's been talked about in church settings. And that's, again, that, oh, man, if we're cutting off God the Father, and then fathers are failing, then we're really left fatherless. And that's not a good place to be. So I'm hoping those of us that are fathers want to be fathers, this is where you want to go. This is where you want to spend your time. So then that's going to lead really to, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we work this into our lives? So spiritual transformation, all of us are being transformed into the likeness of Jesus for the sake of others. Well, we, we can be shaped to love God. It's easy to say, I love God. It's easy to say, I like God. But to take the time and to sit with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and learn with the totality of our inner life to love Him and to bring that love to our family. It's well worth the time invested to be transformed. So it leads me to really saying, Holy Spirit, in this moment where we, we kind of come to this time of inviting the Holy Spirit to do something with what we're talking about, th- this is the way I would express this. this. This wouldn't be the only ways to express it, but these would be some of the things that I'd encourage all of us to ask. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you awaken the totality of my inner life? Would you expose my deepest desires? Would you show me what I really love? Holy Spirit, teach me to love God with my whole heart, with all my wishes and desires. Holy Spirit, teach me to love God with my whole soul, with all my feelings and emotions. Holy Spirit, teach me to love God with my whole mind, with my intelligence and understanding. Holy Spirit, teach me to love God with all my strength, with all my power and might. And as I love God, Holy Spirit, teach me... To love my family as I want to be loved.
Holy Spirit, we ask that you would activate this in this moment. That you would give us time with you to dig deeper and to invite you to establish our roots deep in relationship with you. We ask you to transform us into the likeness of Jesus for the sake of others. Uh, each each Monday, um, if if I have your email address, then kind of what we're learning about transformation and the questions, I'm going to send those out in an email. And if that's helpful to you, you can kind of use that for as long as you want to use that, just as a as like a template for you, just following up and inviting that transformation to happen. Um, I think it's really important for us as a community to meet like we do and to encourage that transformation. But transformation doesn't happen just because we come together on a Sunday morning. It's a reminder. It can be an encouragement, but it really happens Monday morning or at noon or in whatever your time is. When you and I decide you're going to sit down and invite the Holy Spirit to change from the inside out. And if we as a community will do that, then we really will have that life. <laughs> Just life in the way God wants us to live it. So that's my hope. Beyond that, hey, I hope this is a great day. I hope everybody has a great Father's Day celebration if anyone is struggling with this is a really hard day with for me i just you know i don't like god i don't like my dad it's okay to you know if if anybody's struggling like that i i would be glad to visit with you and pray with you just know that uh before you leave if that would be helpful or you can call me later let me know just it's okay all right Deal? All right. Thank you. Enjoy your day.